Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A graphic novel called Dragon Hoops, which is about a high school basketball team that I followed during the 2014-2015 season. Fantastic. So, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how this book came together for you. Well, uh, you can't see me, but if you could, you'd be, immediately be able to tell that I am not an athlete. Uh, <laughs> I never have been an athlete when I was a kid. I was actually an anti-athlete, meaning I had anti-talent at sports. Uh, anytime I stepped on the, the basketball court, it was just a, an arena of humiliation. I was terrible, terrible at the sport. I hated the sport uh, because of that, and I never would have guessed that I would have spent five years of my life doing a book about basketball. <laughs> but really, the way this began was with a relationship. I became friends with a guy named Lou Ritchie. The two of us taught on the same campus. He was a PE teacher, and I was a computer science teacher. And he invited me to go and follow his team for a season. So that's the season that is in the book Dragon Hoops. Really, what kind of tipped it off for me is a, a story that Lou told me from his own teenage years. So he's actually an alum of that same school where he both used to teach. He graduated in 1989. And when he was a junior in high school, uh, he was on the, the basketball team. He was a point guard. They went to the state championship. It was played in the Oakland Arena, which is now the Oracle Arena, which is where up until recently the, the Warriors played. Yes. Biggest game of life, you know. And with seven seconds left, his team is down by one. He gets the ball in his hands. He puts it up. It goes through the hoop. They win by one. He and his team are freaking out. He's hugging his coach. And then the ref invalidates the call. Supposedly, the center of Lou's team had his hand on the rim as that ball was falling through the hoop. So it was offensive goaltending. That moment has haunted Lou ever since. You know, it's been three decades. still haunts him. He still talks about it. Uh, and he comes back as a coach. As a coach, he leads five different teams to the California State Championships. He has five different chances to redeem this old hurt from when he was a teenager, and he loses all five times. So the reason I followed him for the 2014-2015 season was because, supposedly, because of the, the talent that he had on that team, that was his best shot at finally redeeming this old teenage hurt. Wow, this is a uh, fantastic interview today with Gene Lurin Yang and uh, a fantastic, fantastic new book. It's out there everywhere. Now, um, how, uh, ha- ha- explain the uh, writing process. Kind of talk to us about how you put this whole thing together for you. Well, this is my first time doing uh, nonfiction, and there are some great nonfiction graphic novels out there, but there aren't a ton yet. You know, it's, it's a, it's a growing part of the book market. So in a lot of ways, I had to kind of kind of figure it out. I began by following the team. During the season, I sat down with the coaches and the players to, to dig into their story a little bit. And then from there, I, I wrote an outline and then a script. Then off of the script, I did thumbnail drawings, which are small drawings of what every page looks like in the graphic novel. Based on those, those sketches, 
the thumbnail drawings, I did the final art. Uh, this is the very first time that I used an all digital process for the final art. So I drew on what's called a Wacom tablet, which is like a big screen that is touch sensitive. Uh, it was fun. It was fun to do, but it also took a long time. It took me five years to finish from beginning to end. Now talk to me about why the graphic novel format fits uh, your style of storytelling. Well, can I ask, have you read uh, a lot of graphic novels, or did you read comics? Yes, actually, I have read uh, a lot of graphic novels uh, growing up, and uh, a lot of comic books. Yeah, so, okay, so you're, you're my kind, you're my kind of kid, you're a, you're a graphic <laughs> novel kid, you're a comic book kid, that's great. I mean, so, so like you, I think, I, I fell into graphic novels very early on, before I could even really articulate why I liked them so much, you know, I just did, I just liked them a lot. As an adult, though, uh, I think what I appreciate most about graphic novels is this combination of words and pictures. I tell people, because it's true, that I am a pretty mediocre writer and I am a pretty mediocre artist. But what comics allow me to do, what graphic novels allow me to do, is uh, kind of use one to cover up my weaknesses in the other, which I really appreciate. So, what do you want readers to take away from your writing and uh, storytelling? You know, um, I, I was never a sports guy, as I said. Uh, one of the things that really impressed me, following these teenage athletes for a season, is just their, their courage. Uh, one of the big differences, I think, between comic book stories, like superhero stories, and sports stories, is that in a superhero story, you are guaranteed on page one, that the hero is going to win in the end. But in a sports story, especially a real-life sports story, no matter how good your team is, at tip-off, you don't know what the final outcome is going to be. right? So there's a certain level of uncertainty. And even personally, for these teenage athletes, they knew, walking into each game, that many of their most vivid memories in their entire lives were going to be made on that court. Some of those memories were going to be like happy ones, and some of them were going to be embarrassing ones. For a, a teenager, that's, those are big stakes, but they were still willing to step out. And I think that's what I learned. I learned that sometimes in the face of uncertainty, you got to step out anyways. And I hope that that comes through for the reader as well. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. So talk to me about your efforts to encourage diversified reading habits among children and teens. A few years ago, um, I was the National Ambassador for Young People's Literature. It's a position with the Library of Congress that is by far the fanciest job title I've ever had. But basically what it means was, for two years, it was my job to go to different communities in America to talk about the importance of reading. So right now, the current ambassador, his name is Jason Reynolds. He's an award-winning, amazing uh, author and an amazing human being. Uh, but when I was ambassador, I promoted uh, this idea of reading without walls, which meant I wanted kids to read outside of their comfort zones. I wanted them to read diversely, diversely in every sense of the word. I wanted them definitely to read about characters who didn't look like them or didn't live like them, who at least on the surface seemed very different from them. But I did also want them to read about subjects that they didn't know anything about and also in formats that they didn't normally read. So if a kid was a comic book nut like I was, I wanted him to try poetry. You know, or if a kid was really into novels and didn't want to touch anything with pictures in it, I wanted them to try uh, a graphic novel. So I, I just think that 
um, reading diversity is a great way of developing our minds and developing our sense of the world. So what's been some of the different reviews you've gotten on the project so far? Well, so far, um, so far they've they've been really supportive. Uh, I've I've heard from both sports fanatics and people who were like me who did not like sports at all. It seems like um, uh, many of them were able to connect with the book. Uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I've heard from some of the kids who are in the book. They're not kids anymore. They're all adults now. <laughs> They're all like graduating from college this year, uh, and, and a lot of them uh, were really happy to see the final product. And then I also have kids. I have four biological kids, and, and our youngest, who's seven, told me that this is her favorite book that, uh, of mine. I was really happy to hear that, but then she told me the reason. She told me the reason is because she's actually in the book. <laughs> she does show up in a couple of That's panels, awesome. That's why that's her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on. Before we let you go, how do we find you online, pick up your book, social media, everything? Yeah, well, uh, I do have a website, jeanluenying.com. I am also under that handle on Twitter and on Instagram. And in terms of getting a hold of my book, I would really encourage your listeners to uh, see if you can order it through your local comic book store or your local independent bookstore. Right now, um, those of us who love books, it is our duty to support these neighborhood stores. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.